You're listening to the SSPX Podcast. We're happy to present True Heroes, a series of stories of the lives of the saints presented by Father Thomas Tam. Woe to me if I should prove myself but a half-hearted soldier in the service of my thorn-crowned captain, St. Fidelis of Sigmaringen. I honestly have no idea if I'm pronouncing that properly. Hello, my friends, and welcome to True Heroes. Today, I would like to consider the life of St. Fidelis of Sigmaringen. As I said, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that properly. He was born in 16th century Germany and was known for his generosity to the poor, so much so that it is said that complete generosity to others characterized this saint's life. As was said in our last video, we must consider how we can imitate the saints in our own lives, and we can only do that if we take the time to consider their lives, right? If you're just sitting there saying, oh yes, there's this saint here, and I'm gonna, yeah, listen, yeah, no, that doesn't work. You have to take the time to consider his life, and then as you consider his virtues, you can determine how you can practice those same virtues in your life, in your own life. So let us then begin now this story of St. Fidelis. The name Fidelis comes from the Latin meaning faithful. And you may remember, of course, the Christmas hymn, Adeste Fideles, that is, O come all ye faithful. So the same word, Fideles, um, is the name of our saint for today. He was born in 1577 in Sigmaringen. Am I pronouncing that? I have no idea if I'm doing that right. Germany. Okay, I got that right. St. Fidelis received the name Mark in baptism. When he had completed his studies in philosophy and jurisprudence at the University of Freiburg in Breisgau, okay. The parents of several young noblemen were looking for a tutor who would accompany their sons on a tour through the various countries of Europe. Uh, the professors at the university drew their attention to Mark, who qualified for the position by his moral as well as by his mental gifts. Mark accepted the position as a result of which he spent six years traveling. To the young men who had been entrusted to him, he pointed out not only everything that was noteworthy from a worldly point of view, but he led them also to the practice of Christian virtue. He himself was to them an exemplary model, since in all the rough situations of these six years, they never saw him get angry or frustrated. After this, these six years, he became a lawyer aiming to defend the causes of the poor and the oppressed people. Nicknamed the poor man's lawyer, Mark soon grew disgusted with the corruption and injustice he saw among the other lawyers of the land. So he eventually left his, his profession as a lawyer. And in 1612, he left this career, as I said, to become a priest joining his brother George as a member of the Capuchin Order founded by Matteo Bassi, which is a branch of the Franciscan Order founded by St. Francis of Assisi and took the religious name Fidelis. The wealth he left behind was divided between needy seminarians and the poor. 
As a follower of St. Francis of Assisi, Fidelis continued his devotion to the weak and the needy. Uh, during a severe epidemic in a city where he was guardian of a friary, Fidelis cared for and cured many sick soldiers. He was appointed head of a group of Capuchins sent to preach against the Calvinists and the Zwinglians in Switzerland to Protestant groups which opposed the teachings of the Catholic Church and were spreading their errors throughout the world. Because of the holiness and detachment of his life, those who observed the mission felt that success was more attributable to the prayer of Fidelis during the night than to his sermons and instructions. He was accused of opposing the peasants' national aspirations for independence from Austria, and the local Protestants claimed that he was a spy for the Austrian emperor. While he was preaching at Siwis, to which he had gone against the advice of his friends, a gun was fired at him, but he escaped unharmed. A Protestant offered to shelter him, but he declined, saying his life was in God's hands, which is certainly a lesson for all of us during this pandemic. Um, we shouldn't be panicking over what is going on because we know that God is in control of all. On the road back, he was set upon by a group of armed men led by a Protestant minister. They tried to force him to accept their false teachings, but he replied, I came to refute your errors, not to embrace them. I will ren never renounce Catholic doctrine, which is the truth of all ages, and I fear not death. At this, the mob stabbed him to death, and St. Fidelis went to his eternal reward. Fidelis was canonized in 1746 by Pope Benedict XIV. Fifteen years later, he was recognized as a martyr. He is usually depicted with a palm, as are most martyrs, a sword in his hand symbolizing his fight against the heretics, and also standing upon a heretic, showing his success against them. From the life of St. Fidelis, we can see that we should always work to serve others, whoever that may be. Think of this for a moment. Are your parents struggling with the harshness of the times? How can you help them? Is there a chore you can do? Cleaning the house, taking out the trash, doing the dishes, feeding the animals. This is how you can serve others in your day-to-day -day life. What about your siblings, your brothers and your sisters? Are they struggling with their homework or their own chores? Can you not help them as well, just as St. Fidelis helped the poor? These are things we can now consider as we commemorate this great saint. Thank you so much for joining me on this adventure, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Do not forget to come back tomorrow for our story on St. Mark the Evangelist, who is certainly one of the greatest heroes in God's army. Until tomorrow then, God bless you all, my friends. Saint Fidelis, pray for us.